What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are a host and executive producer of the explosive web-based talk show, The Group Chat. And you may also recognize them from The Shit We Do For Love and Chasing Atlanta. I, for one, cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, Join me in welcoming to the show, Travis Ware. How are you, guy? I'm doing good. What's up, you guys? It is the one, the only, represent the big guitar section all across the world. It is Travis Ware. How you doing? <laughs> I was hoping I was going to get the things. I was like, give me the drop. Give me the drop. Yes, yes, yes. I got you. <laughs> I absolutely love that. How are you feeling? Thank you so much for being here. You know, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm being lazy today. Um, last night was a lot. All the people that recognized me last night took pictures. I did so many videos last night with people. Uh, my voice is a little bit hoarse, but you know, I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. How you feeling? I'm feeling awesome. You know, I'm booked, blessed, you know, mm-hmm. can't complain. I'm feeling real grateful and optimistic and whatnot. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Child, I'm letting he him did. <laughs> Hello. (laughs) A a man and a lady. Now, (laughs) what are you most looking forward to from 2023? You know, 2023, um, definitely just expanding my brand. I wanted people to see me outside of reality television as far as like kind of somewhat syndicated, more scripted things, um, because that's how I actually got my start before reality TV, that's what people knew me from interviewing and just been funny and things of that nature. So I wanted to kind of get back to my roots and kind of focus on that and expand on that. Um, so just continue to expand the brand. Um, you guys will definitely start seeing me on some other um, projects, um, whether I'm just doing a pop-up or um, just saying hello to some guests. Um, don't want to give anything away, but um, it's, a lot, it's a lot of great things happening this year. So I'm just, whatever Jesus want me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Hello, <laughs> not to be prepared. <laughs> now tell me, what are you leaving in 2022? Oof, Jesus, 2022. I'm leaving people that do not deserve to be in my life. That the, the, that does not deserve to have any space in my life. Um, that's one thing I had to really like ground hard on 
far as um, this allowing too many people in my circle because I was realized people's taking more away than putting in. Um, and it's not that I'm changing or anything, but some people in my life are just not ready to go to that next level. Um, and people are so quick to say, oh, you changed, you changed. Yes, I changed, um, but for the better, because I have a goal that I'm trying to reach. And if you're hindering me from that goal, then I have to push you on out. So I'm leaving bad habits, bad people, bad energy in 2022. You know, I always say there's nothing wrong with change as long as it's growth. Yes, for sure. And some people don't want to grow. They want to stay the same, stay stacked. I can't. I'm, I want to keep elevating. Well, shout out to them. Hey, y'all. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell my audience, who is Travis Ware? Oh, Jesus. That's a good question. You know, first and foremost, Travis is a child of God. Um, I know people see me cuss, throw shade, do all this extra stuff, but that's one thing that I'm grateful for that my parents really grounded in me. My grandmother, what she grounded in me was having a relationship, not religion, um, but having a relationship with God. So first and foremost, um, I'm a God-fearing person. Regardless of what people may think, I'm, that's my top-notch thing. Um, Travis is also a lover. Um, shout out to my partner, Orion. Um, he's a brother, he's an uncle. He's a friend. He's a socialite. He's um, he's that cousin that you have in your family that's not afraid to say what they want to say and say what other people want to say. He's just that. Like, I don't mean harmed by it or anything, but I'm just that outspoken, vulgar, loud person that's always been me. And I'm just a good energy. I'm a good time. Absolutely love that. Now, when did you fall in love with reality TV? Oh, Jesus. Oh, um, I think the first time I really fell in love with reality TV, um, it had to be watching Flavor of Love. When I saw Tiffany, New York Pollard, um, I fell in love. I was like, oh my gosh, somebody that's not a male, but a female, but that's outspoken like I am. And that's, I think that was the moment that I actually fell in love. And I was like, I want to do this. Like back then, I always knew that I wanted to do some type of entertainment, whether that was um, news or uh, reality television. I always knew I wanted to be in front of the camera. Um, but when I first saw her, I just felt like I just became in the known. And I just wanted to be, not necessarily her, but I knew I wanted to entertain the masses as she did. Nice. Now, how do you think you would have fared on your favorite reality show? How do you think you would have done on Flavor Love? Um, I definitely would have made it to the top. Um, I wouldn't say I have, I don't think I would have won. Um, but I, if just been honest, um, I think I definitely would have made it to the top because I know, um, what I can bring to the table. And especially if I'm into somebody, then I probably would have won. But if we've been honest, Flavor Flavor is not somebody that I'll be attracted to, uh, physically. Um, his, his personality I'm attracted to, but him, like, this, his aesthetics, no, because I'm tall and he's short, it's not work. Um, but I definitely would have made it to the top. I know I would have definitely based if I could base it off on the shows I've been on um, recently and in the past few years. Um, I definitely probably would have been a target because I'm outspoken like she is too. Um, so I definitely probably would have been one of the ones they would have kept around because I'm good TV. Lovely. Now, was Tiffany Pollard the reality star that made you feel represented? Like, was she the one that was like, okay, I see her, there's a path for me to possibly do this myself? As um, far as her 
back then as far as her um being so vocal and just say how she feels um, i saw that far as personality um to this day i still haven't seen anyone on television that i can pinpoint and say oh they remind me so much of me um because mm-hmm. i don't feel that that's her gay black uh, big and tall section male that represents um in this yeah. field quite yet um, but she was definitely one of the people that I've always looked up to far as personality. T.S. Madison, everybody loves comparing me to T.S. Madison. That's a good, good, good Judy of mine. Um, she was another person who I felt is probably closest um, that reminds me of me. Um, even though T.S. Madison doesn't do reality tele- television per se, she's more entertainment mainstream. Um, but as far as personality and who I can relate to the most, it would definitely be her. Um, I would say those are the top two um, people that really had an impact on my um, career as far as want to be in entertainment. Nice. Now let's get into the group chat a little bit. Congrats on the Thank you. Huge fan. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. How did this project come together for you? Oh, gosh. So me and the other executive producer, Dario, shout out to Dario, um, who is the owner of Chasing Reality. Um, We were talking and I knew I wanted to come back to the platform. I know people really loved me on Chasing Atlanta, um, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know exactly how I was going to come back. Because I'm like, if you leave a show like that and you come back, I felt that um, I wanted to be a part of the brand, but I'm not, I, I wasn't for sure if Chasing Atlanta was the right spot. Yes, I came there and I made a, a huge impression on the uh, fan base there. I went viral twice, you know, they called me Fred Hammond and I went viral for the whole shrimp plate, sit down praying and all this stuff. Um, but I knew I wanted to come back, but I didn't know how I wanted to come back. Um, so on Dario, uh, we were having conversations. Um, we always stayed in communication. Even after I left Jason Land, we continue to stay in communication. He always supported me, believed in me. Um, and that's one thing I appreciated about him. Um, he wanted to bring back a former show that they had, um, which was uh, respectfully Chasing Chat. Um, but he wanted to revamp it, new hosts, new face, um, new concept and new energy and just new everything. So we talked actually for a very long time about um, the group chat before it actually came into fruition, like months, months in advance about it. Um, and then we just, I remember we were doing green screen stuff with um, my fellow co-host. And at that time, we still didn't have a name. We didn't want to use Chase and Chat, um, but we wanted to use a different name. And I remember we just kept going through names and it was like, it's not hidden, it's not hidden. And then I can't remember exactly who said it in the uh, room when we was filming the green screens. Uh, they was like, what about the group chat? And then it hit us. I was like, oh, gosh, this is that's the name. And we all agreed to it. And that that was the birth of the group chat. Love that. Mm-hmm. It is the key to the synergy between the four hosts. You know, that's another thing. So um, I would say by me, I'm not including Darius in this part, me, Troy and George, we've been on the platform for some time now. Um, so we get each other because um, of just anybody that's part of one of the Chasing Reality shows. You, It's a special club. A lot of people want to be in that club, but not everybody can be in that club, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And we got each other. And that's one of the things that bonded us. And then Darius came apart. Um, I didn't honestly, I didn't know how we all was going to mesh um, because we never met. 
Troy did a show together and then me and George we had a show on Instagram um, that we did but the four of us collectively I didn't know how it was going to mesh because um, I know I'm a strong personality George is a strong personality Troy is a strong personality and I knew of Darius but I didn't think he was going to have that strong of a personality as we were so I didn't know how we were going to mesh um, but I definitely said when all four of us came together and then we all was passionate about the show we all put in a lot of work in the show um and they're also pro- uh, producers of the show as well um so i would say everybody did their job as a producer or executive producer um but when we came together and we all had the same mindset and we just clicked um it's it's really magical i can't really explain um the energy that we have um because all four of us collectively haven't worked together before um but it, it's magical when we um film the show so i'm excited for the show i am too it is really really fun you know people always are not that keen on having men on talk shows for some reason mm-hmm. um a couple tries and it didn't necessarily work meaning like men on like panel talk shows um and i feel like you guys got a formula that was like very similar to sister circle yes you know like very familiar even though they didn't really know each other that well but like 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 they just felt familiar it was very homey it was very like oh i i get these guys i understand this yes it was safe yeah it was very safe for us yeah and we love doing it too. It's it's not work for us. We literally enjoy um, coming there, entertaining everyone every week, um, and we just want to have a good time, kiki, laugh. Um, this is what you do with your your good Judies or your guy friends, girlfriends, or whatever at the kitchen table. We just want to bring that to a platform where everybody else can also enjoy our conversation. So um, we throw shade at each other. It's fun shade. We don't mean any harm by it. Um, I, I think everybody knows that by now. But we legit enjoy each other. We enjoy being around each other. Um, we just have a good time with each other and just spread it out on the show. So. Um, I love those guys. What's the craziest thing you've said on the show so far? On the group chat? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't said a lot of crazy stuff. Jesus, let me think. Oh. The, cra- <laughs> <laughs> the craziest thing that I've said, um, I don't think I said anything crazy because I think people know my uh, personality by now that I'm just going to say whatever I feel. Um, what well, I will say is that I think the craziest thing that we've brought to the show um which was a good thing you know oftentimes while it's been in the public eye in the public sector um people are going to comment um and say things about us all the time they're going to always have an opinion about something something whether that's how we talk or how we dress or if something's not right about us they're going to always have something to say and we have to eat that up because we're outnumbered Sure. But um, one thing or segment that we brought to the show was the comment section. So that was our opportunity. So if you say something crazy about us, guess what? We're going to read you just like you read uh, read us. So now you're going to see how it feels when you say something crazy about us, even though we have this skin, we can take it. But sometimes those comments, those words do get to you. So now we're going to flip the table on the people that have negative things to say, and we're going to expose you and you're not going to like it. You know, we exposed somebody saying something crazy about me on the show and we brought their um, comment to the section. They wrote me and was upset about it. And I said, now you see how it feels when someone says something crazy to you that you don't appreciate. So now we're even. (laughs) Very bad. Okay. <laughs> Honey. 
Now, what do you think has been the most impactful thing to cover on the group chat so far for you? The most impactful thing, um, if I can be selfish um, I, and with my personal life, I would definitely have to say, um, by me being on this platform and by everyone knowing that my sister Alexis Ware is still missing to this very date, and now we're approaching a year um, that she's been missing in just a week or so, and a couple, actually, about a, a less than about two weeks now, it'll be a year that she's been missing. Um, I, since I have the platform, I didn't want to use this platform in vain, and I did not want to go on the platform and not make sure while I have the platform not to bring awareness to her case. Um, and it was shocking that some people didn't even know that that was my sister, and some people didn't know about her case until they watched the show. And I was glad that I was able to have that moment. Um, which we all agreed to, um, to just bring awareness to my sister and to speak publicly about how I feel and just bring people aware of, hey, my sister's still missing. We're still going to do this. Um, so I would definitely say that has been the most impactful thing. Um, and another impactful thing I would definitely say, just people just sending you messages saying, oh, I was sick or I wasn't having a good moment and um, you guys make me laugh. I look forward to this. Um, I had somebody write us, um, say they was feeling very depressed one particular day and they watched us and we really lifted their spirits and I know that some of that stuff can be kind of cliche but I don't take that for granted when people say stuff like that because some people really depend on um, your, your energy for them to have a good day just like you have your show. Some people depend on you um, and they know you're going to have a show out daily, weekly, monthly. Um, they depend on you because they enjoy your spirit, they enjoy your energy. So when people say stuff like that to me, I don't take that for granted. Um, I'm grateful and humbled that people um, think so highly of us to know that um, we're gonna bring a good day or a smile to their um, day for their day. That's totally awesome. Now, when it comes to your sister's case, is there anything that you would like to share with my, share with my audience here today that could help aid um, them in getting you some information if they know anything, find anything, come across anything? How can we all get involved in helping find your sister? Yes, um, just continue to pray for us. Um, prayer really changes a lot. Um, continue sharing um, her post, whether that's a flyer that I post or if you see a flyer or a video just help us spread the awareness and then also if you know something say something even if it's the smallest little thing um, and you may think it's mediocre or it's not that important still share it with someone um, share it with a family member per se or me or um, someone in our family um, because those small little um, tips or anything those can lead to major things um, so um, we have got tips and we've got small things and things of that nature um, and people think it's not helping but it's it truly is helping um, and there's but so much I can say um, because it's still an open investigation and we're still searching for her but I would definitely say people just share her flyer if you know something um, say something um, if you know a tip or something please get it to the proper people and just continue to pray for us absolutely one million percent what other projects are you working on now outside of the group chat that we should be looking forward to? Oh, yeah. So um, season three of The Shit We Do For Love is currently airing every Sunday um, at 8, 7 Central. Um, so that actually comes on tonight. Um, I have another project that I'm working on uh, that would be 
Uh, I believe the announcement is coming out uh, mid-February, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, this is something different that I've never done before. Um, it's not far as I'm not hosting anything. I'm not um, I'm not a cast member. I'm one of the judges. So this is something that I'm really, really excited about this project. Um, I wish I could tell you which app this is on, but um, a good bit of people have this particular app. Um, this is a paid uh, subscription app. I will say that much, but I'm super excited about this project. I filmed this over a year ago, um, and I didn't know this process was going to take this long. Probably um, a little over a year ago, actually. Um, and I did not know this project was going to take this long, but people will, will see a different side of me um, just judging. So you'll see me popping up and in and out and um, with that group and I'm looking I'm really excited about the show I think people are really going to enjoy the show when they're able to see some of their own in their community so I'm really excited about that show I believe the announcement for that show is supposed to be coming out sometime mid um, next month um, so I have that um, and I have some other shows I can't say too much I don't want to get in trouble I'm trying to get me in trouble I'm trying to get me in trouble sorry uh, you're trying to get me in trouble but I will what I will say um you would definitely continue to see me on platforms and shows throughout the rest of this year. I'll say that. That is a safe answer. Because I, <laughs> I will not get you fired. I know how important it is to be. Yeah, ain't you lose no coin around here, okay? Oh, no, no, no. I need all the I need all the coins and all the dead presidents. I don't want to get in trouble. This here's the year seven, child. We are manifesting prosperity, okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> now, let's jump into reality TV. Okay made you decide to go out for reality TV and what and what was your first reality TV experience? Okay. Um, so what made me go into reality TV, I remember seeing a post um, about the shit we do for love season one. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time I was living in South Carolina and they were looking for um, bachelors um, that live in Atlanta. And I was like, I'm going to do it anyways. Um, so I remember I sent my um, audition and I applied and everything and got a call back. Didn't think nothing of it. I talked to the producers of the show and I didn't think nothing of it. I didn't think they was going to pick me because the conversation wasn't five minutes. I'm like, well, damn, I just lost that. Um, and then I remember I got a call probably like a week or so later and said I've been moved to the next round and they would like to schedule an audition um, with me and um, it'll be recorded X, Y, and Z. I was like, okay, so they probably feeling me. So I did the audition. That audition literally lasted probably two, three minutes. And I remember getting off that call. I was like, I don't think I, I don't think they like me. I don't think they like me. And then a few days later, um, I got a call back saying I was chosen. I was like, whoa, 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 you know. <laughs> so um, when I actually met the cast and the cast was revealed uh, from season one of the shit we do for love, um, I was thinking. This is a very attractive cast. Um, they're not my type, but I'm gonna see what happens. <laughs> it was one person um, on the show that was somewhat my um, type back then, um, but he ended up being a friend to the show season one. Um, but I was like, I don't know how this is gonna work. It's not. I'm not seeing anybody that I can really, you know, because at the time I was really looking for love. I wasn't just coming here just to play. I was actually looking for it for real. Um, and I didn't know how it was going to work. And um, when I got on the show, I never planned to be the breakout star or be one of the outspoken ones. I was just coming to do my thing, be me, and see what happens. And um, I didn't know people was going to try me and try to argue with me. 
you know, because I was thinking this is a dating show. People going to be nice. We ain't going to be arguing. But I remember one of the scenes when one of my first scenes that I did actually with two of the cast members, um, one of the guys, Will, um, from season one, he I remember he tried me very bad. Bill. And I was like, I forgot the cameras were there. And I remember I went off of him. And that was the birth of uh, people seeing that side of me come out. Um, so I didn't, I didn't, I, I never, I never thought that I was going to be a break. I thought I was going to be an outspoken one, but I never thought it was going to be like a breakout star and it was going to open up other doors and opportunities for me. Now, for the people who don't know and and haven't seen yet, explain what the shit we do for love is, and explain what your trajectory has been on the show so far. Yeah, so the shit we do for love um, is a dating reality show. I mean, it's following the lives of gay bachelors. Um, and couple um, couples in Atlanta. Um, so originally the concept for season one was uh, it was going to be a group of guys, which you all saw, and we were going to be dating each other, like going on dates and seeing how that worked out. And then um, some some of the guys did go on dates um, season one, but it became like a friend group almost. Um, mm-hmm. So when season two came around, um, we got a lot of hype from season one. Season two came out. By this time, I'm, I was actually dating um, a former person. I'm not going to say his name. Go get. Not, I'm not going to get from any clout. Um, I was dating somebody formerly, and um, a lot of the other guys they were having their own relationships. So the producers changed it up a little bit. I was like, well, how about you guys um, actually um, film and showcase your personal relationship with the person that you actually have? And that's how that part came about. And now season three. Um, you know, I found new love, and then some of the other guys find their relationships, and some guys still haven't found a relationship, we'll be honest, um, or find somebody to date, or find somebody they like them, or could keep a man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, now people are seeing that, but it's still like a friend circle or associate um, circle, and you're seeing people's lives pan out, you see people's relationships pan out, and so season three, I would definitely say season three, season two, and season one, all been three different type. almost, even though it's still the same show, it's been a whole different type concept each season, and I think that's what keeps um, everyone intrigued with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see, I see the show going really far. I think if we get the right cast, um, um, real personality on the show and not people that are fans of the show who are who are fed out to the show to the point they're not doing their job um, right. and get people that are not just focused on oh I gotta bring Travis name up just to have a moment or oh, I gotta argue Travis just to have a scene so I can make it to the trailer so people can talk about me blase 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 if people focus on their own lives and their own relationships and then when the group gets together as a collective um yeah. The show would really take off, but um, we haven't found the right, in my opinion, we haven't got that right cast yet. Mm. So it's some weak eggs that need to be cracked and spilled out and, and thrown in the garbage. Yikes. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Scrambled Eggs. God bless. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll go ahead and skip to this question. Um, when it comes, and I'll just ask it on both, on for both casts at this point. When it comes to your cast, specifically on the shit we do for love right now, what percentage would you say are your actual friends and, and how many would you say are your coworkers? 
Um, I would say 90% are co-workers, 10% is a person that people I would actually call friends. I think it's probably like maybe two people that I would actually consider a friend or an associate, everyone else co-workers. And that's not a bad thing. It's not I don't I'm I'm I don't hate anybody. If I choose to F with you, I F with you. If I don't, I don't. Um, but some people they walk into this thing, you're gonna walk out with tons of friends. No, we're here to do a job. Um, some people I just I'm an energy person if and my discernment level is high. I have a, a a bad discernment a great excuse me, a great discernment level. And if my spirit don't fit with your spirit, then it's just not gonna work. So it's not that I don't hate you, I just don't F with you. But ninety percent co workers, ten percent friends. Do you have a dynamic that you prefer when it comes to this cast specifically? Do you prefer to go through this this reality show experience being that it does involve your your relationships and your more intimate private life with people who are your actual friends or do you prefer to just show up clock in do your job and go home um if this was a real friend circle which is not in my opinion it would be Mm -hmm. great to bring your partner around your friends um so they're like my real friends outside of these shows or that show, my real friends. Everybody loves Orion. Everybody loves him. We've all um, partied together. They don't been to our home. These people don't spend a night at our um, house. We don't went out. You know, did all of that. You know, so our friend circles know each other in real life, and it's amazing. They're not trying to argue with him. They ain't trying to, you know, start no drama. They don't do all of that. Um, with this group, um, I will say their relationship with Orion or their lack thereof. Um, they're very respectful to him. They love him, by the way. So there's no drama on this sure. end. I just wish it was with my actual real friends and not people that I'm just doing a show with, per se. Okay, that makes sense. Now, getting into Chasing Atlanta just a little bit, how was that casting process different from the shit we do for love? Now, that um, was actually very easy. Um, so I did not audition for Chasing Atlanta. Um I remember when Chase Atlanta season one, two was out, I wanted to audition for the show, but I never, I just, I didn't think I was going to get chosen. So I never auditioned. Um, so when I got all of the attention from season one of the shit we do for love, um, the producers of Chase Atlanta had reached out to me and asked me, Hey, well, I'd like to do the show. And I was like, well, you know, I'm getting all this attention now. I think this would be an even bigger platform so I can really show people the funny side. Cause I didn't want people to see the drama arguing with you. Um, ready to fight side. I, I, I never wanted people to see that side of me. I wanted people to see the comedic relief, the fighting trappings. That's the side I wanted to see. And I was like, okay, well, this would be an opportunity for me to get on a bigger platform and bring back the fighting. And that's what I wanted people to see. So I didn't audition for that show. Um, they asked me, I agreed to it, to the show. We went through the whole contract um, thing. And um, anybody can tell you if they've been on a show with Chasing, on the Chasing Reality brand, that contract is not no one, two pages. You need, you got to go through that contract. And I had my lawyers and everybody look over through the contract. Um, and then that was that. Was that. Um, and that took probably a few weeks to get everything situated. Um, but that casting process was very easy. They asked me, I agreed to it, got the contract, went through it, sent back. Um, everything was signed and we started getting call sheets. Nice. Compare and contrast the filming processes for you on each one of those shows. How is shooting the shit we do for love different from shooting Chasing Atlanta? 
Um, I would say they're uh, somewhat similar. It's and this with really with any reality show, I think all the formats are very similar. Um, you can request things like, for example, if you have an event, um, if you have something going on, you have some type of event that you're planning. Of course, you can request that thing and reach out to one of the producers and say, "Hey, I have this um, um, event on Saturday at five o'clock, and I would like to um, see if you guys can film it." They can either say yes or no, and then they also have it where they'll send a call sheet um, where it's all cast um, shot or shoot, um, and they say it's mandatory for everyone to come. Or they'll say, "Hey, Travis, can you meet up with George um, this Thursday at?" Um, Tiffany Piedmont and you guys going to bring up X, Y, and Z. Um, so I would say the formulas for both sh- both shows are pretty much kind of similar because I think everyone kind of follows the same formula. Nice. Now, what went into the decision for you not to return for season five of Chasing Atlanta? Um, I think it was a mutual de- uh, decision, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. At that particular time, that's where um and this one thing I'm I'm proud that I have a platform to talk about it. Um, mental health is a real thing, and um, at that particular time, I was going through a mental episode, mental health episode. I had called it quits with my ex. Um, believe it or not, being in front of these shows, it can take a toll on you because you have to get adjusted to so many people having opinions about you. You got people blogging about you. You got random people coming up to you. Um, so that's a lot to take in and then you still have your personal life I'm still working a 9 to 5 still trying to cater to that and just just trying to find me because I feel like I lost me because I was doing multiple shows at one time season 2 of the shit we do for love was out and then turn around um, chasing Atlanta season 4 was out um, I was the topic of discussion for the shit we do for love season 2 and then I went viral twice on chasing Atlanta and it became too much um, while still dealing with my own mental mind state um, so it it was mutual, really. Um, producers think I need to take a break. I need to take a break. Um, we were discussing some other things that um, we wanted to see differently. I was asked back to come back to season five. I want to be clear on that. I was asked to return for season five. Um, but after talking and having discussions, it was best for me not to return, uh, for me to really kind of focus on me and like kind of just take a break. It's a lot during these shows at times. I totally understand that. Um, Let's take that question that I asked about your percentages of your castmates being friends and coworkers and apply that to Chasing Atlanta. Where are you at with that group? I'm from the season four cast. um, I would say Troy is, well, I'm cool with, I never really beef with anybody. I mean, people want to beef me, obviously, um, on Chasing Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I would say see people I don't want people to get offended when I say I, people. these people are not my friends because that's a strong word as friend sure um, I would say we're all good good associates like when we see each other we love each other we'll send a text to each other um, if we see each other out we'll take pictures we hang out um, some of them have been over to my home when I had events and things and parties and things of that nature. Um, we're just now on a friend level where we talk every single day. 
Um, the only person from that group that I can say that I talk to every day or text every day would probably be Troy because we work together. But we have built such a great friendship since actually working together outside of Chase Atlanta. So I would definitely consider him a friend. Um, everyone else, um, Oliver is a good friend. I would say that too. He's been to my home plenty of times. We hung out. We were just together the other week. Um, everyone else we text we love on each other but i wouldn't say necessarily we're friends uh, we're good associates there's no beef we love each other um but we just haven't invested the time to actually become good friends sure that makes perfect sense yeah what did you take away from the reception of the audience now that both shows have aired or are in hindsight um you know the crazy part about it is um and I don't want to pick two different fans because they're still fans of Travis Ware, but I think the shit we do for love fans, they have their perception of me. And then mm-hmm. Chase Atlanta uh, fans, they have a perception of me. Um, and then the uh, fans that happen to watch both of the shows um, have their own perception of me because they're like, okay, Travis acted one way on Chase Atlanta, but on the shit we do for love, he's totally different. And then vice versa. Um, so... I, I, I guess people really saw like different perceptions of me. Um, the funny side, the crazy side, the personal side, the emotional side, the shady side. Uh, I think they, I, I feel that I've really showed almost every side to me um, on both shows. With all of the perceptions that people have gotten from you and seeing you in the different lights that they've gotten to witness you in, do you feel like in the reality TV space, people got to see the real you? Huh, that's a good question. Um, I think it's kind of hard for people to really get to know the real you when you're on an ensemble cast. So if I had a spinoff, um, keep watching. Um, if I had a spinoff <laughs> of a show that was just catered and focused on me where I wouldn't have to share that with an ensemble cast, then I feel like people can really get to know who Travis Ware is. They only get a segment of Travis from these shows, and that's gonna be for five minutes or whatnot, because I'm sharing a platform, a show with other cast members that also wanna tell their story. So people see pieces of my life, but they don't think they really got to know who Travis Ware is fully yet. I would say that. Like for example, like Lauren, um, Lauren England and um, Trey Howard, um, they both have their own spinoffs. Um, right. And they, I feel that I got to know them better. Um, even though me and Lauren was on the show together, I feel like I got to know her even more when I watched her show by herself. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I got to know Trey better when I saw him on his show by himself. Um, right. So I feel like when those opportunities are presented, then people really get to know who I am. Totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what's been the hardest thing for you to film on a reality show so far wink wink um hmm. the hardest thing that's a good question um i would definitely have to say the shit we do for love um we've been filming we started filming that um this season season three back in 2021 wow Um, so that's how long we've been filming um season three um and this was we filmed this a few months um i think the first thing i did was my 20 i'm 30 now uh was my 29th party birthday um dinner that i had 
um, which was in September of 2021. We was filming that. And then a few months after that, my personal life uh, with my sister, well, family life had hit. And then that went crazy. The shade room, I'm interviewing with the shade room, all these news outlets and things. And I'm, I was like, it was hard because I knew when I got around the group that I was going to have to talk about it. And talking about it, um, and you might actually see a small piece of this um, on tonight's episode. Um, talking about it, it was a lot because I'm like, I know this is the first thing people are going to say. They haven't seen me in a while. And I know everybody from this group has reached out to me or have seen a post or something about it. And I'm like, I was feeling so anxious and just nervous because I'm like, I, I want to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to get emotional. And um, I just didn't want to be in that space. Um, but I knew they was going to bring it up when they saw me. And to talk about it, you know, on a show with a group of people that I wouldn't necessarily say are my friends per se, um, th- that was a lot. So I think that was probably the hardest uh, filming. And also bring your relationship on camera. Um, you know, I did that season two, man, um, my ex, we didn't work out at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming back again with a new person and people saying our dynamics and I was, I wanted to protect Orient even more than my ex because after they tried to lie on me and say all these crazy things about me, which all came out to be false, coming around a new person, um, I wanted to protect him as much as possible because I was like, I'm not playing those games last season that I did. I'm not doing that. Um, and I wanted to protect that. I wanted to protect our relationship. I wanted to protect everything because at the end of the, at the, end of the day, when those lights, cameras, and all this stuff go off, we live together in real life. We have to deal with each other outside of this show in real life on real time. Um, so I was kind of hesitant to be honest um, about bringing my relationship back out to the public. Because once you bring your relationship back out, then everybody has something to say. Um, but everybody has loved him um, and loves him, excuse me, um, since seeing him on the show and seeing our dynamic. Of course. Now, to flip the energy on that, what's been the most fulfilling thing for you to film on reality on reality television so far? Wink, wink. Oh, fulfilling. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say, excuse me. Bless I would you. definitely say, hmm, most fulfilling. Really just showing up. I think that's been most fulfilling for me. And mm-hmm. knowing it, it, and honestly, like even last night, so much people showed me where they was people that lived here or just people that's just visiting for the weekend. So many people showed me so much love from asking for pictures, saying they love me, asking me to do my little big and tall section video. Hello. That's been so fulfilling because I'm like, and it, it's crazy like for like, and it was multiple people last night that knew word from word of it. And I was like, can I record y'all? Let I want y'all to be in a video with me. And I just allowed them to say it. I'm like, wow, people really paid that much attention to you. That's fulfilling for me. Cause I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm doing something right. And it's also kind of scary at the same time. Cause I'm like, people really do pay that close attention to you on what you do or what you post and all that. Um, but it's, it's a humbling experience. And sometimes I'm like, when people come up to me, I have to remind myself a little bit because I don't be thinking about the shows when I'm out. Um, I have to remind myself when they say, oh, hey, Travis, or how you doing? And I'll be looking like, how you know me? And then I have to click and like, oh, they know me from these shows, you know? So it's it's fulfilling, but 
I've been doing this for a couple of years now, but it's it's still like almost shocking that wow, I'm really on somebody's show and people actually do watch it and they actually know who I am. It's still kind of shocking and weird almost. What's your ultimate goal as a television personality? Who, as a television personality, I want to be like Oprah. Okay, she has her own television network the own station I want my own station where I can have all type of content all type of shows cooking shows news shows the more show fight shows all of that I want all of that on the same channel so that's one of my ultimate ultimate goals um, and I'm going to get it and it's going to happen and I'm I'm speaking it into existence I don't know when it's going to happen but it will happen um, but that's one of my ultimate goals. Eventually, I do want to get away from reality TV and focus more on like talk shows, funny shows, cooking shows, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to do reality as long as I can. But eventually, I want to branch out and kind of see other sides of me and see what I'm capable of doing. Like, I wouldn't mind doing a challenge show. Um, Kenya Moore is on a new show out right now. And I know if I was on a show like that, that would be shocking for me because I don't like stuff like that. But I want to, I really want to challenge myself and see how far I can go with this outside of my norm what people are used to seeing oh I agree with that 100% I, I am a product of road rules so the, the, so the new show that King is on <laughs> oh, I am trying to figure out where I can audition for the regular people version like uh, <laughs> <laughs> not I the regular was, people <laughs> you know the regular people version you know the you know the regular tech bracket folks. You know she and she. You know she close to the one percent. You know what I'm saying? She in a forty nine fifty percent tax bracket. You you know I'm in. You know I ain't in that tax bracket. You know what I'm saying? But I'm in a tax bracket. Okay, but, hey, that's the most important. You know where's that version? <laughs> I can slay that version. Okay, but yeah, and then you know I am glad that you're getting to expand in the ways that you want to because I am you know this is the first year that I've ever that I've been able to walk into a new year with like opportunities on the table and things going on and like projects I can't talk about and you know it's really been it's been very exciting for me so I get excited to hear when like the people that I'm interviewing have all these new new things going on as well so what are you manifesting for the group chat going into the future um, bigger opportunities, bigger deals. I and who oh, I wish I could. Well, I would say this, but I get in trouble. Um, there are major producers from major network channels, cable network channels, that have watched the group chat that we have been in communication with, um, and for them to say that we have a hit and the other conversations we don't have with them, that blows my mind. Um, that even just talking about it that blows my mind and for them to even know who we are and for us to have the conversation that we don't have that blows my mind so for the group chat bigger better it's going to be better um eventually we want to actually be in person um for the group chat i know people see us in our squares but um i think that it's time for us to actually come like as a panel and actually bring that concept because I think that'll even be even more magical when they see us all in the same room. I agree completely. Stay tuned, children. The wink winks are gonna keep wink winking. <laughs> wink, wink. Okay, read the room and read the tea leaves, okay? <laughs> 
what keeps you up at night? I'm a night owl. I'm really am a night owl. Mm. Like I am a night. I'll be up to like three, four o'clock in the morning. Same. And Orion, he, he like to go to bed early and all that stuff. And he'll probably chit chat me for about a few hours. And then if he in the room, I tell him, "Can you come out here to the living room? Let's watch TV. Let's make some brownies. Let's do something, you know." But by one, two o'clock, if we're not actually going out like to a club or something, he's in the bed snoring. I, I'm a night. I'm a night person. Ooh, I, this would be the first time I said this. Even at night, I play video games. People don't. I don't think people ever equate me to a video game. But Grand Theft Auto is one of my favorite games. I have it on my phone. Um, I play it literally every single day. That's like something that actually really nobody knows that, but maybe one or two people that already knows it because he's like, you always play the game. That's like my getaway. That's therapy for me. That's playing the, the game because I feel like I'm stepping to somebody else's life and kind of controlling what they do. Um, but yeah, at night, I'm a night person. Um, I watch First 48, the ID channel. Um, I'm fascinated by prison shows and um, like just afterlife and the whole people dying, fearing the homes. I've been watching <laughs> on YouTube. I'm one of those and people, I, it sounds crazy, but I know I, other people like this. I'll be on YouTube watching people fearing the rules and stuff. Like, I'm what? one of those. Yeah, what? I don't know why. I've always wanted to work at a funeral home since I was younger. I remember I shadow, uh, when I was in college, I had um, did a, a, a quick shadow for a day with the funeral director. And I was so intrigued about death and just the funeral home process and just I don't know it just it I don't it's it's hard to explain I just something about it I like but y'all at home you can check my YouTube history you'll see all these funerals I don't know none of these people I'll be watching it I just be watching um how people bodies um go through the process after they don't been buried and stuff I watch people zoom bodies up I I, I just get intrigued by stuff like that I don't know why but I'm just intrigued by that that's interesting i think the most in- but i think the most interesting part of that whole story is that people's funerals are on youtube that yeah. took me completely out like wait what hold on hold on wait people put their people funerals on youtube like- yeah so some of those so some we're a live stream type of generation now um mm-hmm. so a lot of churches if the church is having a funeral from a uh, church member they're going to post it on their live stream. They're going to have it on YouTube, Facebook, all those things. And then the funeral homes also, um, because um, they also have live stream on there if it's requested by the family. And now that people have really learned how to make money off of YouTube, they're going to post what, whatever they want in there because they want views, they want content, and most important, they want that corn that YouTube is going to send them every month. Um, so it's a way to make money that people are going to always come back and watch. Um, I want my whenever that time is. I want myself to be online. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. No, but um, I'm totally with you on the night owl thing because that's me and my husband. Like. My husband will pay me dust though. Like, 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 like we'll be the two to like sit up and watch a show together until he's like, okay, I'm going to bed. And then I'll just turn over and then just continue watching something on my phone. Like I'll just turn on YouTube or something or like start playing podcasts and playing Mario Kart. So I'm right with you on that. 
um you'll probably get along with my husband when it comes to the gta though because that's like his therapy like like like, oh, like i love it he's the gamer of, of the family i'll watch him play and just talk shit but i don't but i don't pick up a controller unless it's a fighting game and i get to whip ass uh, like I, I don't just I I just want to Grand Theft Auto. Give me some cheat codes. I do a few missions. I got up the five. You know they got six stars. I got up the five stars the other night. Them police were shooting my ass and blowing me up. I made it though for a minute, but they shot me up and killed me. So you're a terrorist, is what you're saying? I, I own Grand Theft Auto. I guess I guess you can consider. I'll be stealing people's cars. Um, pick on little prostitutes every once in a while. Like bitch, you 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 outside outside. If you got outside, they, I've been in that little club they be having on the show. Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> My husband would be impressed. I'll say that. <laughs> My husband would definitely. Be, I am definitely going to tell him. Be like you, you know my guest today got five stars on Grand Theft Auto the other day. And it's not easy getting that high up because you buy um, four stars. They they really they little helicopter come out of nowhere and start shooting. People start coming down the string and shooting at you and all that stuff with the bullets. Mm. Yeah, like when they get the four stars, child, let's start turning into that scene and set it off when Cleo died. Like, oh, yes. Fuck out there. Like, that's like, yo. <laughs> yo. Like, yeesh. My goodness. <laughs> I'll let you know what, what my husband say, because I'm sure he's going to be like, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> it takes practice. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, well, that's skill. He's <laughs> Probably gonna respect you, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. Now, what is television? What is doing television taught you about people? Whew, what that has taught me about people. Um, not everyone's your friend. Mm. They may pretend to be your friend while you're on the show or while you're doing the show, but um, they, some people come into your life and just want to get whatever they can get and leave. And there's some people come in your life and they pretend like they want the best for you, but especially when it comes to ensemble cast, if you get a little more attention than they get in, they would never say it publicly, but they're low-key envy and jealous of you. Um, and I found that to be a fact from um, both casts, Chase Atlanta and um, the shit we do for love, more the shit we do for love, if anything. Um, I found that about people really like really walking around here being jealous of other people when they shine. Like I've, I've never been the jealous type. Um, like if somebody's winning, then I know I'm going to be winning soon, and I stay in my lane. I focus on my lane, um, things of that nature. Um, but then on the other flip side, you know, there's also been some good people here. Um, I've been able to meet a lot of people and network and move my way through, um, which I'm proud about uh, with other platforms and other shows to get my name out there and to partner and do things of that nature so um, it's a good, it's good and bad as pros and cons to both sides really absolutely and then if I can toot my own horn respectfully humbly Please. speaking you know because uh, I had a, I'm not going to give him too much um, attention but I had a cast member say something negative about me online and I thought it was hilarious I'm like well I'm the only one from that group has went on to did other shows while this has been your claim to fame and it's a dream come true that you even got cast to be on the show um, but don't get mad at me or get jealous of me because I decided to branch out and network and begin on other shows and you've been struggling trying to get on one show well shout out to your calendar for being full 
<laughs> you know. All's well that ends well. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> now, what have you learned about yourself from experiencing reality television versus just watching it? That I'm stronger than what I give myself. Um, because at times I'm thinking like, am I capable of really like doing this like long term or like if I'm doing a good job, what do people think of me? Am I making people laugh? Am I being impactful for the community? Am I representing the community in a way that I feel that we should be representative? Um, those what goes to my mind, honestly. Um, but then when I have those moments where people come up to me and say these nice things to me or write me a message, then I'm like, okay, I'm doing the right thing doing the right thing nice do you think you found yourself yet oh yes i've oh yes 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 i felt like i finally found me um mm -hmm. even if you look back on season one my very very first um confessional to now i it's totally different like even from my looks everything um I feel like I found who I am. I don't have to cover up and pretend to be somebody that I'm not. I love who Travis is. Travis Ware is somebody that I love now um, compared to a couple of years ago because I was still trying to find my way and figure out, okay, who do I need to act like to get people to notice me? And that didn't work out. I mean, it worked, but it didn't work, work. Um, and I don't think really a lot of opportunities were presented myself at that time. But now that I'm just me and you like me, you if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. It is what it is type of attitude. I feel like now I'm comfortable in my skin. Cozy, you know. <laughs> I'm comfortable with me now. And I'm excited about me and people love me for me. Um, and I love that. So I, I feel like I found myself now. Um, is there more to get to know about me personally? Yes, I still feel like I would love even though I've been with me for 30 years, I still want to discover other parts of me that I don't feel that I discovered by me yet. If that makes sense. Of course, that makes perfect sense. What does the person you found today tell your younger self in retrospect? What does the Travis that I'm speaking to today tell the Travis that walked into his first confessional? It's okay to be you. Like, if I can go back in a couple years ago and talk now, I'm like, be you. Um, it's okay. You look different from other people. Because when you think of reality shows, so many times you think of, oh, you got to have six pack, you got to have abs, you got to have all this stuff. No, I'm a thick guy. I know people, and I, people be like, um, when they see me in person, oh, you're smaller than what I thought you was. Okay, obviously. Um, and I also get people don't realize that I'm um, tall too. Um, I had a person coming to me yesterday. Like, I did not know you was tall. I'm six one. I don't know what TV gives off, um, but I'm six one. So yeah, I am tall. Um, what, but, do you think, what did they think you were screaming about from the big and tall section? Like, like what did they I think? Don't, I don't know. I don't know. I and I have had somebody that's big and tall and say, "Well, Travis, you don't wear our clothes in the big and tall section." Um, so why are you saying the big and tall? I'm like, this is for big people and for tall people. I know traditionally when people think of the big and tall, they think of the clothing sections. No, I'm talking about big people and I'm talking about tall people. You know, and I feel like that's what who I represent. Um, and big people don't necessarily have to be chubby, stocky people. It can be thick people, chubby people, big people, obese people. It can be whatever. If you consider yourself big, you're part of the big and tall 
community, you know. Um, so I would definitely tell myself, like, it's okay to look different. You will go far. Um, and don't worry about trying to fit in with anyone because you are, you're not meant to fit in. You're meant to stand out wherever you go. Um, so that's one thing I would tell myself. Don't worry about trying to fit in because you have your own lane. You're not meant to fit in. And that's one thing I have to constantly tell myself, like, Travis, you're not meant to fit in. And any group that you're not meant to fit in, in it's okay. Because um, you have to be in your own lane and focus on your own lane because you'll go far from focus on your own lane and try to be friends with everybody. 10 million percent. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest misconception about you? Um, that I'm a bully and that I'm a mean person. I mean, people, you know, some people say that, uh, but I'm like, I'm really not mean. I'm straightforward. And some people see my reaction to some something that someone says about me or to me. They see my, how I respond and like, oh, he vulgar. Oh, he just angry. And oh, he's a bully. He's picking at the, the weaker people. No, I'm just responding um, to what things people, because I just don't come out flat and just go off on anybody. I don't do that. You have to trigger me in a way for me to gather you. And when I gather you, unfortunately, my dig is a little bit deeper than what you was expecting. Um, but I would say that was probably the most, I'm not a bully. Um, I'm going to speak my mind. If you challenge me, I'm going to challenge you back. And if you try to um, harm me or try to pick a fight with me, I'm going to win. And you're going to know you've been in the battle with Travis Ware. And then I'm going to make it memorable so you know not to do it again. But I'm not a bully. No. I take that. How do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as someone that was fun, loved life, um, just a person full of joy. Uh, I want to remember for that. Somebody that made anybody laugh. That's one thing that makes me happy when I make people laugh and things of that nature. That makes me happy. That fuels me. Um, I want to be known for those, like full of life, willing to help anyone, um, a go-getter, a boss, uh, entrepreneur, just an overall good person, a good-hearted person. Okay. <clears throat> is there any? Is there anything that you'd like to share with my audience that I didn't cover in this interview? Oh no, you guys covered everything, really. Um, it's not, nothing really. Um, other than you know, keep watching, keep supporting, keep praying, um, and keep covering. You know. Um, us, reality, and you know, you're in the entertainment uh, business, you know, been in this industry, you know, we pour out so much and people depend on us all the time. And when our cups get empty, we don't have, we both have partners, so we have people that um, pour back into us, but not everyone has a spouse or a partner or a boyfriend or husband or wife or girlfriend of that nature. Uh, and, and they do these shows and they become so empty and people just think they're okay. Like, check on those individuals you know because we go through a lot doing entertainment you know uh, we go through a lot of things and people don't understand the things that we go through until you actually walk into this um industry um check on those people you know i would say that so tend to check up on me i don't i don't mind people say hey how are you doing I'm, if if i see i'm going to respond if i don't see it then i apologize but if i see a message i'm going to respond if i see it um now it has been times and plenty of times when people say oh I didn't follow back or I didn't they messaged me I didn't say anything I apologize but if I see it I'm going to respond Um, and I don't mind people say hey how are you doing I'm just checking you I don't want anything I just want to check and see you okay I'm fine with that I tell you I'm doing okay 
thank you. How you doing? You know, how you doing? <laughs> like especially with the guests that like come on the show like i don't like to just like have a conversation with them have them pour their heart out to me about their life story and then just never speak to them again i think that's really rude so i am the person that'll just randomly be like hey what's going on oh i don't mind that please do. <laughs> <laughs> i don't mind at all yeah now my last question for you is where can people find you what's next for you what we should be wink winking and watching and what would you like to promote oh yeah so on my social media um travis Ware and the travis Ware show fan page on facebook um i'm at the max of friend request um i didn't know until somebody told me today i didn't know um facebook changed my profile over and i thought the max is five thousand, but um I guess not because my following was higher than that. Um, so that's Travis Ware on Twitter. I, um, if you follow, if you write my Twitter, most times, ten, nine times out of ten, I'm not gonna respond because I, I just go on Twitter just to scroll and see hot topics and all that stuff. Um, but that's Travis underscore Ware, and the Instagram is Travis D Ware, D as in diggling, um, Ware. <laughs> uh, what's next? Um, you guys definitely um, still see me on the screens throughout the rest of this year. Um, the shit we do for love is currently airing every Sunday at eight seven, um, at eight seven central on Keyboard Burns Online on YouTube. Um, what I would like to promote, um, make sure you guys tune in the group chat. This is my first time ever executive producing a show, and I feel that I did a good job on it. So definitely continue watching that. Um, stay tuned to that show because we got a lot of great things happening. Um, and you know you'll never see you never know where you may see me pop up you, I will say you will see other little pop ups I may not be on the, the shows or certain shows per se but you will see me on other people's platforms and other shows um, one of the shows I'm really excited about um, I think um, I'm almost 100% sure that they'll be releasing a, a um, announcement next month um, so I'm excited about that sweet I'm looking forward to it Thank you. I enjoyed this. It was easy. Of course. You know, I try to keep it real light and real casual, you know, real soft and light. You know, it's real cute I over like here. This. I listened to your show too. I went, I went, and, you don't interview almost anybody. <laughs> you know, I do what I can. You know, I'm, you know, I, because, you know, well, I got to fill five days a week. So I, so I reach out to a lot of people. Thank God that a lot of people have reached back. Thank everybody that's come on the show and uh, and all the people who are coming up. But yeah, you know, I just want to, you know, have as many conversations as I can and get to know as many type of creatives as I can and just show as many different types of people in our community as possible. And I appreciate the, the uh, people that allow me the opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, you definitely do it. He on Spotify, y'all. He on Spotify. He got a card attack. Listen, the girls is out here. You know, I'm trying to be up in the tax brackets with with y'all, child. You know, I'm trying. You know, I'm doing the things of the things, child. If you ever need me to host something, call me. Let me know. No, I for real, I will. I will. You know, she. She is not above the audition process. I'd love to audition, honey. I'm done auditioning. I'm not. I, I auditioned one time. When you audition for, and this is a tip to anybody, once you audition one time, I mean, if you're doing movies, and of course, some people, but 
when it's your calling and you're you know you're doing the right thing when you don't have to put in so much work when people start coming to you asking you mm-hmm. um that's when i knew that's one thing i forgot to say that's when i knew i'm in the right thing when people start asking 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 requesting 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 i'm doing the right thing i'm doing my calling and this is my calling I'm finally starting to get into that space because I finally got into a space where like people are calling and asking me to do shit. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Yes. But I always say that I'm not above the the audition process just because I don't expect everybody to just automatically know my work, know what I've done. And like, you know, or because I don't have like a big name or like a, 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 a huge following. I ain't really broke through yet. So I'm like, ah, I'm not above showing you exactly what I can do, even though you can go back and research it. But I'll send you the link anyway. And if you got some free time, go back and research me. But I'll gladly, you know, walk into the room and own it, as Nene Leakes would say. Okay. Oh, and I got to check you on something real quick. You just said something that stung me. I said this before, and somebody checked me. I'm going to pass this on to you. Um, okay. I, I'll ask you this question, then I'll do the checking. Um, do you have over at least one follower on all your platforms? Yes. Then you have a huge following. Word. You have a huge following. And what they said to me was, I didn't get it at the time, but then I got it once they explained it. Beyonce can be that one follower. Guess the guess how many people she connected to? Millions. Millions. So it's not who's following you, as long as the right people know you. So if you got one following, you got a huge following. And I'll leave it on that. <laughs> I would absolutely take that because I would definitely say all the followers that I do have, I appreciate. And the, and the people who have followed me, I have definitely gotten some opportunities from the people who have come on the show, who have followed me. So I appreciate every single one of y'all. No follower is is bigger or smaller than the other. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Just saying. But on that note i will release you back into the wild i appreciate you so much for your time that has been our show ladies and gentlemen every gender or lack thereof in between i appreciate you all for being here and helping me to facilitate this conversation and i want to extend a special special thank you to my guest travis ware for blessing the pod thank you again I want to remind every single one of you guys to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love you all from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys.